Hello and welcome to episode one of The Mucky Princess. I'm Matt Cleveland, I'm the illustrator of The Mucky Princess series and son of Richard Cleveland who is the author of The Mucky Princess. Before the story begins we do need to say a couple of very quick thank yous. Firstly we'd like to thank Rebecca Courtney who is our very talented narrator. Rebecca's done work for some big names including CBeebies and she was very patient with us and we appreciate it. So thank you, Rebecca. Secondly, we'd like to thank Jonathan Graham, who is a musician friend of ours who created the theme tune. Again, a very patient guy, and thanks a lot for all your work. Um, an old pal of ours, Shane Edmonston, guided us through the self-publishing world, so thanks a lot to Shane. And finally, Joanna Booth, who edited the Mucky Princess series. And you can find Joanna at bookhelponline.co.uk. Uh, she, was, she did a sterling job for us as well. So thank you very much, Joanna. We'll be sure to drop links to everybody on our website at www.themuckyprincess.com where you can find out more information about the series, uh, audio files, etc. And up-and-coming titles such as Narvig the Nobbly Gnome of the North and The Anti-Santa. So without any further delay, here is episode one of The Mucky Princess. We hope you enjoy it. The Mucky Princess Written by Richard Cleveland Read by Rebecca Courtney Once upon a time, in a kingdom not far from you and me, there lived a king, a queen, and their daughter, the princess. She was their only child, and therefore would one day be queen of the kingdom. Or should that be queendom? Anyway, she'd be in charge, and everybody would have to do as she said. From the moment she was born, the princess was looked after very well. Her mother, the queen, saw to that, as she was a very fussy woman. Everybody in the palace made sure that the princess had everything she needed and that everywhere she went was sparkling clean. Servants, led by her personal maid Hannah, would follow her around and if her dress got the slightest mark on it, she only ever wore dresses, they would change it immediately. Another servant would run ahead of her, polishing the floor so that her shoes did not get a speck of dirt on them and if they did... Yes, you guessed it, Hannah would change them immediately. At mealtimes, servants would gather round and make sure that everything the princess ate was absolutely perfect and that not a speck fell on her clothes. The food was carefully arranged, the vegetables carefully cut and so clean that you would think they'd been polished. The meat was cut into pieces that exactly fitted in the princess's mouth so that she didn't have to exhaust herself cutting it up and opening her mouth too wide to pop it in. And drinking was all done through a special silver straw so that she didn't spill a drop. If the worst should occur, and she did drop a bit, well, you can guess by now what would happen. Of course, this was all very well, and the Queen was usually very pleased with her shiny little princess. Apart from being a princess, though, the princess was also a child, and as you well know, children don't always do what their mothers and fathers say, 
even if they are kings and queens. As she grew older, the princess became much more active and the servants had a much more difficult job keeping up with her. So she became less shiny and would not always let the servants catch her to change her dress. The Fussy Queen, or should we call her Queen Fussy, was not pleased and shouted at the servants. Do your job properly! The princess is looking quite mucky! But this was not easy, as the princess quite enjoyed getting mucky, and there always seemed to be plenty of opportunities. One evening, when the princess was having her bedtime bath, her father's dog wandered in fresh from a day on the muddy banks of the river where the king had been fishing. The princess, who was having a lovely warm bath, called the dog and he jumped into the bath beside her. They had great fun splashing around together, but when the servants returned, they found the princess even dirtier than when they had left her. They looked horrified, threw up their arms, removed the dog from the bathwater and had to start all over again getting the princess clean. The king was very annoyed with his dog. That dog, he said, is so disobedient. He's always jumping in the river and scaring the fish. Now this, what a mess he's made. He'll have to go. And he pointed to the door. Oh no, he's such a lovely dog, replied the princess. If you don't want him, father, can I have him? Please? Oh, you might as well, the king laughed. He seems to like you better than me. Do you still call him dog, father? asked the princess. Oh, no, he must have a proper name, mustn't he, Hannah? What shall we call him? Hannah thought for a moment and said... Well, princess, I think you should call him Splash, because he likes jumping in the water so much. Oh, that's a brilliant name, Hannah. Thank you. And the princess jumped up and down and gave Hannah a big hug. The servants did their very best to keep the princess as shiny as possible, but the princess was too clever for them and often managed to give them the slip. This was a great worry for the servants, because what was just a game to the princess could make Queen Fussy very angry indeed, and then who knows what might happen. One day, when the princess was running around the palace playing her favourite game of Dodge the Servants, she hid in a small dark passageway. As the servants ran past calling out for her, she went further in, hid in the shadows and sat down with her back to the wall. She gave a great sigh, leant back and suddenly found herself falling backwards and into the sunlight. She had fallen through a small wooden door that went out through the palace walls. For a few moments she just lay there, looking up at the sky. Then she heard a noise and turned her head only to see some sheep wandering towards her. She was shocked, having never seen a real sheep before, but only in pictures in her storybooks. Why would she have seen a real sheep since they were, after all, far too mucky to be allowed into the palace? The princess jumped up and hid back inside the door within the palace walls. But as she nervously watched the sheep go by, there was the noise of the searching servants coming down the passageway. It was a moment for quick decisions. Should she let the servants find her? Should she step outside and shut the door so that the servants would not find her? The princess could not resist. Out the door she jumped. She closed it behind her and leant hard against it so that the servants would think it locked.
As she leant there, pushing as hard as she could against the door, a boy appeared. He was a rather scruffy and certainly mucky boy who carried a long stick. Where did you come from? he asked, smiling. Need a hand? Yes, please, said the princess, and they both pushed as hard as they could against the door. Somebody inside gave the door a kick. No, it's all right. The door's locked, he shouted, and they heard him run back down the passageway. The princess gave a broad smile and punched the air. She shouted, Fool them! You certainly did, grinned the boy. What's that stick for? asked the princess. For herding the sheep, of course, he replied. That's what I do. I'm a shepherd, or at least training to be one, but I'd rather work with horses and be a groom. What do you do? Do? Not much, really. I'm a princess. Aren't you rather mucky for a princess? Yes, I am. I try to get as mucky as possible before the servants catch me and clean me up. Hide and seek. That's fun. Well, I'd better get these sheep back into the field. Goodbye, princess. Will you be out here tomorrow? She asked. Certainly will. About the same time every day in the summer. And he waved goodbye to her. This gave the princess a lot to think about. She had enjoyed being outside and talking with the boy and the smell of the grass and even the smell of the sheep, which was something different than usual, as everything in the palace smelled so, well, like a palace. She stepped back through the door, ran out of the passage and after a short chase let the servants catch her. They sighed and fussed, quickly changing the princess's clothes and shoes and escorted her to the dinner table. The princess ate her dinner carefully and the queen complimented her on her lovely clean clothes. The servants all smiled in relief. Servants, said the queen, I'm very glad you're looking after the princess properly because I was thinking about sacking you and giving your jobs to other people. This made the princess feel very unhappy, as she had not realised that her game with the servants might have meant they'd be sacked and sent from the palace. "'Are you enjoying your carrots, darling?' asked the queen, because carrots were one of the princess's favourites. "'Yes, thank you, mother,' she replied. But this got the princess thinking again. "'Where do carrots come from, mother?' she asked. The king, who normally said very little, indeed nearly nothing, stopped eating and before his wife could say anything, answered the princess's question. From somewhere very mucky that you will never have to worry about, my darling, he said, smiling. But the palace cook makes sure they are lovely and clean by the time you eat them. The queen smiled in delight and touched her husband's hand. She was so pleased that he was, at last, taking an interest in how clean and shiny his daughter looked. The princess went to bed that night, thinking very carefully about all the things that she had seen and heard that day. When she woke up the following morning, she had decided she was definitely going to meet the shepherd boy again, and when she did, she would make him help her look around. After all, she was a princess and he would have to do what she told him, wouldn't he? The following morning, things followed their usual pattern. The princess ran and the servants chased. She even let them catch her a couple of times. Then she decided that it was about time to meet the shepherd boy and she disappeared into the dark passageway and went out through the door. This time, she searched around for a suitable piece of wood, jammed the door shut and sat down to wait. 
Eventually, the sheep and the shepherd boy came slowly towards her. Hello, princess, he smiled and waved. She smiled back and said, You should really bow when you greet me. After all, I am a princess. Oh, he said. Sorry, princess, I forgot. He bowed down very low, and as he stood up, took a handful of mud and threw it at the princess. The princess was shocked. What are you doing? she exclaimed. Well, you said you liked getting mucky. The princess picked up some muck and threw it at him, and they both laughed and shouted and threw lumps of muck at one another until they sat down exhausted. Where are you going? she asked. Just through the village and out into the fields to let the sheep graze some more. Can I come? Of course you can, princess. Please don't call me princess, she asked. I don't want too many people to know I'm here. In fact, I command you not to call me princess, and I'm a very important person, so you have to obey me. All right, princess, he laughed. From now on, if anyone asks, it's plain mucky. Splendid, she said, and spent the rest of the afternoon walking around with the shepherd boy and his sheep. In fact, she spent rather more time than she had intended, and by the time she got back to the palace, the servants were in a real panic. "'Where have you been, princess?' asked Hannah, with tears running down her cheeks. "'We looked everywhere for you.' The queen had requested that the princess be brought to her, and they had to admit that they could not find her. Queen Fussy was extremely angry, and when the princess finally appeared, looking very mucky, she told the servants that they were all dismissed and should leave the palace immediately. This made the princess very upset indeed, because she had never wanted the servants, who had always been so patient and kind, to be punished for her bad behaviour. "'Please, please don't do this, mother,' she pleaded. "'It was my fault for hiding and getting so mucky on purpose. "'I thought it was just a game. "'I didn't mean to get anyone into trouble.' "'That's no excuse for these servants not doing their jobs properly. "'They will have to go.' "'No, please, mother, I promise I will never get mucky again. "'Please do not sack Hannah and my servants. "'They really have done their best.' The princess looked up at her mother with tears in her eyes. Just then the king appeared, and the princess ran to him, weeping out loud. He held out his hand to the princess and wiped away her tears. "'Well, what's all this?' he asked, and listened carefully as the queen explained what had happened. "Hmm, I see,' he said, rubbing his chin and pacing up and down thoughtfully. "'A difficult situation.' After a few moments, he stopped, smiled and said, "'Very well, princess, the servants can stay, "'but you must keep your promise and never get mucky again. "'If you do,' and he wagged his finger at her, "'if you do, the servants will be dismissed immediately.' The princess agreed straight away. The king nodded and smiled, and the servants sighed and bowed and curtsied to the king in relief. The queen sulked at having her orders overruled, but there it was. She could do nothing about it. "'Thank you, father and mother,' said the princess. But the princess was worried. How was she going to go outside and still stay shiny and clean? It was a great responsibility. Get it wrong, and then Hannah and her other servants would all lose their jobs. 
she would have to think of a very cunning plan, and that night she could not sleep until she had done so. The next morning, she made no attempt to run away from the servants. Indeed, she spent most of her time reading and admiring the roses in the palace gardens. But as soon as the time came for her to meet the shepherd boy, she was off and quickly lost the servants. This time she did not step outside, but leant out the door and spoke urgently with her new friend. Please get me some mucky old clothes, she asked. All right, I'll see what I can do, he said, looking rather puzzled. Thank you, she replied, and with that she shut the door and ran back to the rose garden so that the servants could find her. They were greatly relieved, especially as the princess was still spotless and not at all mucky. That evening, Queen Fussy was astonished, not just to find that the princess was not mucky, but that she had been that way all day. She must have been because she was wearing the same clothes as she had at breakfast. The king just smiled and patted the princess's hand, while Hannah stood behind him and winked at the princess. The following day, the princess once again made no attempt to run away from the servants. When it came near to the time for her to meet the shepherd boy, she asked the servants to gather round her and put their heads close to hers as she wanted to whisper something. The princess asked them if they were not tired of chasing around after her. Of course, they all said no, and Hannah said that it was their job. Besides, they loved the princess. Well, you love me, and after all, I am the princess, and you have to do what I tell you, don't you? She said. It's true, said Hannah, looking very worried. I have looked after you since you were born, but please remember that we have the Queen, your mother, to answer to if anything goes wrong. I know, replied the princess, looking very serious. So I have thought of a plan that will help all of us. With that, she whispered that they would not chase her or try to find her once she'd left the rose garden. She would be gone some time and they would all meet again in the rose garden just before dinner and she would be perfectly clean. They all looked very surprised, but they all agreed, except for Hannah, who, being the oldest and wisest of the servants, knew that no plan was completely perfect. What if the Queen wants to see you before dinner? She asked. That's easy replied the princess. Just ring the castle bell three times and I'll get back here all lovely and clean as fast as possible and we'll tell the queen that it took a while as I was on the loo. And then the princess just ran off, leaving the servants to sit in the rose garden and wonder what she was up to. She ran off down the dark passageway and opened the door to find the shepherd boy standing outside and holding a bundle of extremely mucky clothes. The princess grabbed them and disappeared back into the passageway. She hung up her frock very carefully, changed into the mucky clothes and jumped out through the door. Am I mucky enough? she asked, grinning. Not quite he replied, and picked up some mud, dabbed it on her face, and making an exaggerated bow, announced that she was now truly the mucky princess. They spent the day herding sheep, talking to the blacksmith, helping to load carts, and doing generally ordinary, if rather mucky, jobs. Then, as dinner time drew near, she washed herself clean in the stream, rushed back to the door, wished the shepherd boy goodbye, changed her clothes and ran back to the rose garden, where the servants brushed her hair and they all went off to the dining room. And this, dear listener, is how it went on for a number of years. 
the princess and the shepherd boy grew up and the people of the village never guessed who she was and just gave her the nickname Mucky. The servants got some well-deserved rest and a lot less washing and ironing to do. Queen Fussy was really pleased that the princess was doing as she was told, or so she thought, and the king was delighted that everybody was happy and he could enjoy his dinner in peace. You have been listening to The Mucky Princess. You can hear more about her adventures by going to www.themuckyprincess.com.